You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 252. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and I'm so excited for this week's episode. Ashley Russo brings the PR perspective to us that you know I think is so important for you as you build your credibility and as you move into the next chapter of your career, but she brings it from the perspective of a television producer. So it was really fun to have this conversation, and I think that you're going to get a ton of really great tips out of this episode. I know I did, and I can't wait for you to meet Ashley Russo. I am so excited for our guest today. We have Ashley Russo with us today. She is the president of ASR Media Productions. She's a five-time Emmy award-winning executive producer and host of The Peak TV and St. Luke's Health Now. A 20-year media veteran, Ashley graduated from New York University's Arthur L. Carter Journalism Institute. She's also the creator and host of the podcast Unscripted with Russo. Additionally, Russo is the chief operating officer at General Magnaplate Corporation, the world's leading manufacturer of engineered coding solutions. Ashley's the third generation to step into an executive role at this company that was founded by her grandparents. Um, and they, are, of course, are taking advantage of her years of management experience. Ashley began her career as the producer on NBC's Today Show, Bloomberg LP, and The Weather Channel. Her entrepreneurial spirit soon kicked in, and she became a writer, independent producer, and media consultant for numerous national publications and experts, including Cook's Illustrated, Prevention Magazine, Women's Day, and Weeder Publications. A lifetime horse lover, Russo is a multi-time American saddlebred world and national titled equestrian. She resides in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania with her husband of 22 years, Joe, and her two children, Nola and Renna. And I skipped a whole bunch of stuff because she is so accomplished and does so much. But Ashley, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. I really appreciate it. And that, getting through all that, I realized there's a few edits that need to be, it's, it's more like 25 <laughs> years, you know, keep aging. And they kept that 20 year. I know, now. right. It's like and nice, it's, but it's longer. I hate how that happens. <laughs> yeah. I hate how that happens. Well, I love, I, you know, first of all, you know, we talked a couple seconds before we started recording this and I just think I love that that the spirit that you brought to what you're doing now is really around just helping other people show up in the media and you're doing it from a place of actually knowing knowing this you've done this work right so I mean we heard a lot about this in your bio but tell me a little bit about you and and your journey with all of this right sure. you were you know you began your career as a producer on NBC's Today I Show I began my career I would say in high school as writing for the school newspaper and become the editor of the paper and then okay I uh, went to NYU for for journalism and knew that mm -hmm. I I love my my mom likes to say that this was a great profession for a nosy kid who never stopped talking or asking questions. So <laughs> I was always curious. I've always liked people. I've always liked learning things. Um, and so when I started to get a little taste for journalism on a very, very small scale in high school, uh, I had the opportunity to do a little bit of freelance writing at that time. And I just loved it. So I really used that as a springboard to go to school for that field. Now, at the time, we're talking about the mid 90s, you we really picked your field. Nowadays, it's a little bit more, it's a little broader. Um, kids today are learning a little bit more in their field than we were, but I went for broadcast journalism. 
And I was really, my next step was to join the radio station where I discovered some amazing mentors. Um, one of them is still a very good friend of mine today. Um, and she went on to be a very successful producer for over 20 years with ABC and a bunch of their shows and now has a financial consulting business, interestingly enough, for freelancers. So I I just, I always joined in and I joined that radio station um, WNYU 89.1 FM. And I was able to be a reporter. I had a news magazine show. Um, I produced segments. We used to actually have to cut tape. <laughs> so you'd record people on tape and cut tape and tape, tape it together. And then I went out and sought an internship. So I got an internship at NBC's Weekend Today show. Back then, it used to be Today and Weekend Today. They were separate staffs, um, separate offices, same concept. And it was awesome because it was a pretty small staff relative to the Today Show. And I was able to have direct access with producers, executive producers, writers, the talent, and learn a ton. I also did an internship at a PR firm. I also did an internship at Bloomberg. Um, and so when it came down to a job, I had a couple of offers and NBC said, we'd like to bring you in. So I actually started as a researcher, um, which is what was the first title back then and worked my way up to associate producer and then left and went on to be a producer of my own right with my own first business. So I just, I'm a say yes person. So I would say that at that time of my life, and certainly in the beginning of your career or shifts in your career, saying yes and jumping in is really important. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And, you know, it's interesting because as I, as I hear you talk, you know, we talk a lot about on this show about the power of publicity to, for entrepreneurial women and freelancers and the power of having the credibility that that gives you. Right. But as you're talking one of the things, one of the things that I notice a lot with the women that I work with is that there's a lot of imposter syndrome and you, re, you refer to that as the talent. And that's really who I'm asking you to be, right? I'm asking my listeners to be the talent, the people that are getting interviewed. And that's a pretty big mindset jump. It is. It's a really big shift for people. And I think that one of the things that's happened in recent years is with the advent of social media and the ability to reach people and have your own voice and your own brand can be and should be very powerful. Obviously, we know the negative side effects with kids and everything else, but from a pers the perspective of entrepreneurs, um, leaders, people who want to be out, out in the world sharing something, I think that gives you a great platform. So it's really important, I believe, for people to think of themselves and their brand. Sometimes people are uncomfortable with that concept, both because they think it sounds like you're sort of making something up, you're turning yourself into a thing. But I think it's really actually different than that. I think it's owning your strengths. I think it's owning what you bring to the community, what you bring to the world, what you bring to your business. And then it's putting that out there sort of in a in a planned way, in a way that's thoughtful and meaningful. And I think the more you own your brand and you find your voice, the more comfortable you get with interviews and with meeting people and with networking and with growing your business and with asking for the right amount of money. <laughs> and all that to me starts with owning who you are, knowing your strengths, knowing your blind spots and surrounding yourself with really good people who can help lift you up in that process. I love that. That's so, that's awesome. And, you know, I also think though that it, it also comes from, you know, what I hear a lot is people think that they're bragging. And I like that you talked about owning it, right? Because there's a, there's a fine line between owning and bragging and it doesn't, and, and, and it's, a, by the way, it's okay to brag. I mean, it's okay to tell people what you did and, and be proud of what you did. Right. But, it, but if you're doing it from the energy of owning it, as opposed to the energy of bragging it, the sentence might be the same, but the energy that you're delivering with it with is different. And it's important because who else is going to be telling people how great you are? Well, absolutely. And I think that a lot of that, you, you mentioned tone, but I also think your purpose, you know, where you're coming from, your intent 
really matters. So if your intent is to promote your team, if your intent is to offer people a service that you really feel passionately about or a product you really feel passionately about that could change people's lives or a nonprofit that you have poured into that's changing your community. If if it's about the intent and, and what you're doing, it's not so much about you. So there's a way in, that you can own it and brag, but I think have the focus be maybe on the right thing. So, right. Are, you know, I notice you, you see entrepreneurs, I mean, they're really passionate about what they do because you have to be to survive. If you're not passionate and you don't focus and work really hard and put it out there to the world and take risks and own that you have this thing that's amazing, you won't succeed. So by nature, you have that. So if if you're not an entrepreneur, but you're looking to be one, I would say that first step is really looking at yourself and your brand, your mission, and and hone that. And, And think about things. When I talk to women, one of the things I see a lot is they discount what I guess all of us as women sort of think is just a normal thing. So maybe you run a house, maybe you ran a household for 20 years with six children. I got news for you. You have skills. I don't have. I only have skills, right? Maybe you volunteer 20 yep. hours a week in the community and you've been on boards and you've run fundraisers. Those are transferable skills to all kinds of things. So don't discount the time that maybe you're putting into the community, if, especially if it's non-paid or the time that you were working in the home or with your family. I think those things have tremendous value um, and can really propel you into the next phase of your life if that's what you're looking for. They absolutely do. I, you know, there's a woman that I was working with a bunch of years ago and she created the most awesome LinkedIn profile around her time working, being a home homeowner, like a home care person, like a mom, stay at home mom. Right. And it was awesome because like you said, there's a billion skills that you are pulling from. And it was, it was just awesome. I actually remember when my kids were little being at like, you know, PTA type meetings and things like that. And like looking at some of the skills that these people have, like the bookkeeper of the PTAs and things like that. And they don't really get that those are really valuable skills. And, and you're right. The things that come easy to us are the ones we discount the most, but really they're the things that's actually at the heart of this, the title of the show. When you focus on what you're good at, that's where the abundance comes into your life. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be hard for it to, you know, bring you a lot of wealth. It can be easy. And it's easy when you focus on what you're good at, as opposed to struggling with something that you think you need to be doing. I think too, there's a lot of um, feeling. I certainly felt this way that we need to be good at everything and we need Mm -hmm. to embrace and do everything. And sometimes that prevents us from really owning and feeling good about what we really feel good about. I think it's okay to say, I hate invoicing. So as a, for instance, when I started my very first business, I had to do everything. So I had to learn how to invoice. I had to learn how to do QuickBooks. And I'm glad that I know how. But as soon as I could afford not to, it was the first thing I dumped because I was terrible. I was always late. I hated doing it. It was like a whole buildup. I feel like I had to clean my house to sit an invoice because that was out of alignment with my strength. Shoot me to a networking event, put me on a concept call with a client to come up with a video idea. I'm all in, right? That's my strength. And so I started to arm myself with people who could play to that. But I think you know, we do it all, right? Women do it all, home, work, society, right. the whole thing. And so right. we kind of think we have to. And asking for help and saying, this is your strength, not mine. I would love you to be on my team and support me on that is so liberating. When people start to let go, you can actually embrace so much more. And it's just a very hard thing. It was hard for me. I, I didn't do it easily at first, but now that I've sort of mastered it, I'm pretty quick to say where I need help and 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 bring my circle in, you know, expand my circle and expand my reach. Yeah. I love that. And you know, here's the thing, the more you focus on first filling your own cup, 
that allows you to do that with the overflow, right? So, so focusing on like, I like to focus on the highest ticket opportunities first as an entrepreneur, right? And a lot of people, especially if they're coming from like corporate and going into entrepreneurism, they feel like they need to start at the bottom, but you're coming to this. If you're like over 20, you're coming to this with lots of years of expertise, even if you don't feel like you have the experience in what you're currently doing now. Right. So, so remembering that and owning that and, and looking for opportunities at the highest end of what you do so that you're very quickly bringing the cash in to pay people to help you is so much, it's so much faster to get where you want to go than starting out at the bottom and making $20 and then $40 and trying to compete with the guy down the street that charges $50 and, you know. Yes. And I think it it is challenging to figure out which opportunities to pursue. But one of the things that was a big turning point um, positively for ASR Media, which is my television and video production company, is we started creating uh, contract clients. So much like industries such as PR or marketing, where you have a retainer and someone pays you Mm -hmm. monthly to do the work, video is not like that. It tends to be one-off. We need this, we need that. Social media started to shift that. And then COVID put a major emphasis on it. Everybody realized they needed a whole lot more content than they had. So now that became what was our foundation in the business to, to be able to pay the bills, right? So we work in a way where we're always looking for clients who are looking for a stream of content across a bunch of different mediums, whether it be social media, an event, uh, their website, any of those things. And we try to get them into something long-term. So it's, it's, it is, it's a longer sell. It's a harder sell. You have to really over-deliver, right? They become your VIP clients, but to your point, they give you some freedom to decide what kind of projects you want to take on to decide equipment you want to buy, to hire the right people. So it's pretty rewarding if you can find a revenue stream that allows you that freedom. Yeah. And and I do think you can, I think you can, but we have to be intentional and understand that we, we are worthy of that. You know, we are worthy of that revenue stream. You know, tell me a little bit more about though, about, so you have a couple of different things you've got going on, right? You've got ASR media productions, you've got the PTV. Tell me a little bit about the, what you've got going on. Sure. So um, the story actually is that I was a stay-at-home mom for a few years. I left network TV. I had my own production company when I worked with some of those magazines you listed. And I did that until my son was two and I was five months pregnant with my daughter. At that point, my husband was taking a job in a different state. We moved from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. And my network was very New York-based. I was feeling pretty overwhelmed having two kids and a husband who uh, is a physician. So he take, was taking call every three nights at that point. So I decided that I had the opportunity and I was going to stay home for a little bit. Um, My husband laughs when I say that because he's like, you weren't really home that much. You were either dragging the kids somewhere or volunteering. So I started to take my skill set and turn it into a volunteer that was fundraising, helping plan events, things like that, because it's exactly the same process as producing a segment for television. And that was incredibly rewarding. And I also started helping doing some media. We have a small media market here. We're not a major market, but I was able to build some connections and help do some PR for some of these organizations as a volunteer. Long story short, I got noticed by the, at the time, the vice president of marketing for one of the hospital systems here who thought maybe I would do some consulting. And when we met and he found out that I had actually worked in TV and knew about production and how to pull it together, he said, well, actually we've had an idea for something that would tell patient stories, but it needs to be bigger than that. And I got six months and a little bit of seed money. And I created a rundown, a 30 minute rundown for a show that's now known as the peak TV. Um, and we cover health, wellness, and community, and we do lots of fun stuff too. And it's evergreen. So you can really watch it anytime and learn something positive about our region. 
But as soon as I did that, I was doing it with freelancers, which is extremely expensive. So I realized that the only way for this to be sustainable would be to actually have a production company. So I grabbed another mom who worked in marketing at this kid's school. She's a superstar. She now has her own business that's spun out of our business. So I'm very excited for her and proud of that. And I hired a young woman right out of a local college who has a phenomenal video and film department called DeSales University. And together we just did it. <laughs> we did it. And what we do is we go film stories and those places, whether they were a nonprofit or business often would ask, do you do other video work? And that's really when I kept saying yes, often not knowing how we'd get it done or not having enough people on the staff and things like that. I soon within a few months, I'd hired two more people who were all friends in college at film school. And it oh, just how great out. is that? Yeah, pretty great. I want to just take a minute to remind you that in our She's Linked Up program, all the things Ashley and I are talking about today are the things we work with you on in this program. You know, once you learn this PR process, there's no cost to you. You don't need a $10,000 publicist to get the kind of visibility that PR is going to get you. It gives you credibility as you're building out your next chapter. It's so powerful and it's such a powerful part of our LinkedIn strategy. And some of the women in our program, you're going to hear from some of them in the next few weeks, are killing it with this PR strategy. And what it does is it helps you build your email list, build your, your visibility, build your credibility, all of the things that are going to skyrocket you into that wealthy woman of influence that I am here to help you be. So if you want to know more about what it's like to hang out with the beautiful women in this program, to get these strategies for you and your business, just grab a spot on our calendar. KarenYankovich.com slash call gets you there. I'd love to see your name on the calendar. People have gone on. We have a, I have always had the policy that I want to support people get wherever they're going. So I don't expect ASR media to be their final resting stop. If we're just a stop on the way, we are very hands-on. So much like my experience at the radio station, much like my experience at weekend today, I had strong female role models who allowed me to do all kinds of stuff that usually right out of school or in school, you would not be able to do. I've always brought that philosophy forward to my team. We have a really robust internship program. I'd say half of my employees over the years have come out of that program and another half dozen have moved on. And I've always said, tell me where you want to go. We're a small business. Give me lots of warning. We're not a two week notice kind of company. Give me three months, but we'll write, I'll write the letter. I'll make the calls will get you where you need to go. And I'm really proud to see where people have gone from our little startup production company in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. So, okay. So I'm a woman listening to the show right now thinking, okay, I need to be the talent. I need to get, I need to get more visibility. And where do they start? Like, what is, where do you, what do you recommend? Cause it sounds like you can support them with some of the visibility tools, right? But how do they even get from there to there? Like if you're a producer for segments on the Today Show, who are you looking for? How do you find people? How do I, well, how do I or I'm listening, you, how do I become so, one of those people? Yeah, you have to create a pitch. I mean, I think you have to create mm-hmm. a value proposition. What are mm-hmm. you selling? Whether that's an idea, a book, a product, you know, a lifestyle thing. So it's a value proposition. And I think that you build that over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that really, really, to me, the very first place you start is you've got to be networking. So mm-hmm. volunteer, because that's phenomenal for community. It's a great way to learn financial skills. I learned more about finance by sitting on boards with CFOs of huge companies near here. And I was on the board with them. So here I am, this little startup business owner, but I I served on committees and then got on a significant board 
I learned from the people I was serving with. So get on a committee, volunteer at something. It'll give you back 10 times more than, than you give to it, first of all. And I would say, look, do you have a local chamber? Do you have a rotary club? Do you have a women's group? Does your library run anything? Get yourself out there because I think to really figure out what your value proposition is, you have to say it out loud to other people. And yes, we can use social media. We can use LinkedIn. We can use Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. We can use video. But none of that's particularly useful until you've gotten to the point where you know what you're trying to put out there. And then I would say, don't wait for it to be perfect. Just start the engine and get into gear. For me, I I like to say it's important that you stay in gear. Don't I, I always say, don't whir in neutral. <laughs> Worrying in neutral is you're never doing anything. So I would rather you took a step forward that turns out to be the wrong step because it led you to the next step, which means it really wasn't wrong. It just, you, the path might go like the little zigzag. Yeah, paths so, are wiggly. Yeah, but that's okay. It's better than doing nothing. So do something. Um, and you talked about, you know, scheduling time and how I think time management is incredibly important. I would say that um, there's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read it, please go read it. Get the audiobook. Such a great book. Life. It's it's a life, it's just a game changer. Anyone who tells me they don't have time, we talk through what they're doing and how they're prioritizing it. And generally it's not being prioritized correctly. And so if if staying fit and healthy is important to you, it's important to me. I have four days a week that I have a workout scheduled in the morning, crack of dawn before work starts. Do I want to get up? Most of the time, no. Do I like it? Never. <laughs> but is that important to me? Is that a goal for me as I'm approaching 50? It absolutely is. So guess what? It is the first thing in my calendar. And very rarely I've taken, <laughs> I took a board meeting once on zoom without the video on while I did my workout. And then when it was my turn, I came on all sweaty and whatever. I was like, I'm here, I'm listening. I'm participating, but my physical health's important. And my workout doesn't end until seven 30. <laughs> you started at seven. <laughs> so, wow. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. So I, just, I, I think that's, that's something I really like to do that strive with people is to say, really try to do the time management and look at, look at how you spend your time. Yeah. I was at my daughter's and she's in her late twenties and she, I saw that book on her, on her shelf. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even comment on it because like, you know, years of, did you do your homework? Did you do this? Did you, you know, did you fill out this application or that? Seeing that book in her house was like so gratifying because I'm like, all right, that she listened awesome. somewhere in there, yeah, right? Mom, it's like, in there. I don't know if she I read it, to... but she bought it. So I felt like that was I listened to part of that book the second time as an audio book when I was driving my daughter, who's now 19 in college, mm-hmm. but at the time didn't have her license and she'd hear snippets. And it was mm-hmm. amazing how many times it popped up. She ended up writing a paper on essentially habits she had formed during covid <laughs> for college. And it was like, okay, I guess she was listening those 15 right, right, minutes. Right. There. That's awesome. That's awesome. This is so good. This is so valuable. I think that I love that you are just encouraging women. You know, one of the things, one of the things you said, I want to just kind of reinforce because I think it's important because sometimes we can go down this rabbit hole of to do's in our business. I got to make money. I got to do this. I got to get a client. I got to serve my clients. You talked about the volunteering and I completely agree with that. I can I would I can think of so many examples in my life and in people's lives of people I know where the volunteering took them some of in fact some of the most successful people I know got where they are because they started by volunteering something yeah. right so so you know and I remember the first time I joined a chamber of commerce I didn't do anything and then I'm like I need to be on a board <laughs> the only way I'm going to do the only way I'm going to start going to these meetings is if I'm on a board and then I was on a board and I started a you know I created a conference for them and you know and I met a ton of people that way right so but it came from volunteering and that is a part of the, the networking that you talked about, right? And all of those things, you know, 
it's interesting. I was at a kind of a, like a, a retreat this past weekend. So I'm coming into this conversation a little, you, if you can't, if probably, if you don't know me, you're like, this is you chill, Karen, but this is chill, Karen, I guess a little chill, Karen, a little chiller than normal, maybe. But we talked a little bit about like everything and nothing, right? Like we think that all the things we do are the, is the everything that needs to happen in our business. But sometimes it's the things that we think are nothing that are the most important things. You know what I mean? The volunteering, the things like that, that we don't really see the, we can't really pinpoint the value. Those are sometimes the most important things for us to do. Not necessarily the things we can actually drive the path, draw the path to the value. Absolutely. And that's part of putting yourself out there. That's part of saying yes and fulfilling your sort of mind, body, spirit, however you'd like to look at it. But I, volunteerism is a huge part of the foundation of our company because it's important to me. So most of my employees, about half sit on boards. Um, the other half volunteer at something. And it's just something that we do. We we do a Unite Away campaign collectively. We have 100% participation. Um, and I'm really proud of that. And I think that it's very important to infuse that first into yourself, then into your family, then into your business. Um, it will, it'll, it'll absolutely, absolutely pay you back. So find something you love. I mean, who knows? It could be going and playing with dogs in a shelter. It can be, it, it, it really doesn't matter what it is, but something that fulfills you. And I, you'll get a lot out of it and you'll create a ton of opportunity for yourself that maybe you don't know right off the bat, but it will happen. Yes. And if you're yes. shy, if you're not an extrovert, get a buddy, get a friend, hold yourself accountable. I'm a big, I said about scheduling and habits. I'm a big calendar person. I think if you want something to happen, you've got to put it in your calendar. Um, I walk around, you know, you guys listening can't see it, but I walk around with my 36 ounce, no, 32 ounce water bottle with little reminders. And by the afternoon, I've usually gone through two and I'm like, okay, hit my water. Anything extra is a bonus, right? Right, right. (laughs) Just creating those reminders and habits. And what I love about that book, Atomic Habits, is he opens the book talking about nobody wakes up and runs a marathon. So if you want to do that, what do you do? You wake up and you put your sneakers at the edge of your bed. It's just a great analogy of how we can do things in our life and get and accomplish them with very small steps. Oh my gosh. So valuable. So valuable. So Ashley, tell me a little bit about how people can find you and learn more about you and sure. Absolutely. How can people well, stay connected to you? Yeah. Well, first of all, if you'd ever like to check out our show, our website is thepeaktv.com, thepeaktv.com. You can find us on social media, but also on our website, you can see past episodes. Um, it's all great positive stories of, of people's individual and collective success. So I think people out there would enjoy it and relate to it. And our company is asrmediaproductions.com. Uh, and we're happy to discuss anything, anytime with anyone about what we do and how, if we can ever be a a resource or assistance, even if we don't do the work, happy to do that as well. So, and you can listen to my podcast unscripted with Russo on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or online. So find that if you can, uh, and I'm yeah, and we'll put avoid. links to I'm all of this. I'm hard to avoid, Karen. I'm hard to I'm... avoid. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Well, we're going to put links to all of this in the in the show notes here, so people will, to make it really easy for people to be able to find you. And um, this has been great. This has been great. I am definitely going to take a l- deeper dive into what you've got going, and I look forward to seeing where it can go. But thank you so much for doing this. I think there's a lot of things you said today that you know that apply so universally. To, to people that are really trying to step into a new dynamic for their life, a new chapter of their life, right? And it starts with you feeling the confidence and showing up and, and doing well, that. And, and, you, you know, one of the big Karen. tenets of, of that. yeah, one of the big tenets of all the work that I do really is have the conversation because you just don't know where that conversation is going to go, right? So that's where that volunteerism comes in. That's where you're, you know, 
I remember having a conversation one time with somebody in my local neighborhood when my kids were younger and I'm like, you know, drinking a beer, eating a hot dog and shorts and a t-shirt. And then I realized what I was talking, like I was talking to somebody that could be really valuable. And I'm like, all right, like how do I switch this gear? Because this is a really good conversation, right? Like, so you just don't know when that's going to happen. You right? don't. And, and the be- basis of all of it is relationships. Exactly. Without the relationship exactly. and a genuine interest in people and what they're trying to achieve and where they're headed, that yeah. can lead to all kinds of opportunities and conversations, especially when you keep it like that. So. Great. All right. We're going to end on that note because that says it all. Thanks so much for being here, Ashley. Thanks, Karen. Oh my gosh. I learned so much from Ashley Russo. And you know, this is one of the reasons why I love having a podcast. I get to meet just some of the coolest women in the world. So if you, I totally recommend that you follow Ashley on our social media. All the links are in the show notes for this episode and check her out and connect with her on LinkedIn and bring her into your world the way I brought her into my world. And this is how we all start to build this network of strong successful, smart, amazing women around us, right? And only good things happen when you do that. Remember that at She's Linked Up, we are creating wealthy women of influence. I would love to talk to you to see if it's a fit to get you some support as you move into the next chapter of your life and your business. Just go on over to karenyankovich.com slash call. There's a link anywhere you're listening to the show, there's a link in the notes for this. And I'd love to see your name on our calendar. I'd also love if you loved this episode, I'd love to, for you to share this, right? We come out with a new episode for you every week. I've got my LinkedIn quiz to help you get started on LinkedIn at linkedinquiz.com. We've got a lot of complimentary ways for you to learn how to just set your foundation. And the way we continue to do this is by you sharing this podcast, right? With your audience. So if you share this podcast, with your audience, take a quick screenshot, share it on your social media, tag me, tag Ashley. We all get more visibility and it just helps us with our strategy to help provide this content to you every single week. So take a quick screenshot and tell your audience what you loved about this episode. Also in the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave me an audio message. I love getting your audio messages. I respond to every single one of them personally. So just go on over to karenyankovich.com slash 252. You'll see all the details for this episode and the link for that. And um, it it allows us to be more of a two-way conversation, right? It's not just me speaking at you. I get to have a conversation with you. The bottom line is this can be simple for you. Let's do this together. And I'll be back here next week with another episode. 